Hello, everyone. My name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Wait, pause. I want to make sure I don't pronounce this actress's name wrong. She's Nigerian, and it's going to look real bad for me if I pronounce a Nigerian name wrong, like right in front of your salad. Like... <laughs> Right in front of my salad. Right in front of your salad. Today, we have a special guest who's hanging out with us. Please welcome the poet, the photographer, my long friend and steamed legume, Richard. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Richard. Very happy to have you. You're supposed to say, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Go ahead. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> what if he's not happy to be here? <laughs> what if I'm miserable? We're just going to assume that we're happy. We'll just, we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> Christy, what have you been up to? I got my first tattoo. It's my uh my Satan Forever tattoo. <laughs> That's what my dad thought it was. So it's a it's a tri- <laughs> <laughs> not Satan Forever. <laughs> what it is is a trident incorporated in an infinity symbol, which my dad interpreted as a pitchfork. <laughs> he was like, okay, <laughs> are you are you evil forever? <laughs> Rebellious. Yes. That's what yeah, the girls are doing no these Satan. days. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just casually, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, the last two episodes, we talked about the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so much more basic than that. It's uh, the trident is one of my sorority symbols. But uh, yeah, no, it's like one of the, like, I don't even have much connection with my sorority anymore, but it was like the one symbol from their whole spiel that really stuck with me because it symbolizes um, the power you gain through self-knowledge, which just sort of... I don't know. Be self-aware. That one resonated with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought about this for like so long because I was so indecisive and I was like, okay, I've been okay with this idea for like five years now. I guess I'll get a tattoo of it. And I mentioned it to my husband and he was like, ah, I guess I'll get a tattoo too. And just like Googled tattoos and was like, this one looks nice. <laughs> and he got one. <laughs> I suppose a better question is... Did it take a long time? Mine, so mine is like uh, very small on my wrist. It's about an, uh, one inch by two inches. And it took like maybe 15 minutes. Wow, that's yeah. fast. I didn't know. I thought and it they was took forever. Like, Go to lunch, yeah. get tattoo, come back. Yeah. A different person. <laughs> a new ass person. My husband's actually took more like an hour. Um, so he got a tattoo of the planet. So it's like most of the length of his forearm like the solar, the solar system, system or just earth so it's like all the like cool. silhouettes of the different planets but each planet is completely mm. filled in in black except the earth which is just a black outline but that took forever because it's just like a giant <laughs> ink spot yeah. so i finished in like 10 minutes and then just hung out while his happened do you know what i've seen i've seen negative space tattoos it takes the most mm. time so think of it like if you're so let's say um you're filling in a lot of black instead of like outlines oh oh yeah wild i know it's just it's kind of unnecessary but i just think to myself 
Yeah. Oh, you're coloring in your body now. You're yeah. coloring it in. Like, that's yeah. kind of yeah, what I suppose like. we could have another episode about tattoos because I know nothing about tattoos. And that would be the episode where yeah. we invite everybody who has tattoos yeah. and we can. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know yeah. how long yeah. they take, how, what kind of tattoos there are, how long the healing processes are, how long does it take to fade. And if it fades, do you go back and get it retouched up? Yeah, tattoo <laughs> removal. If you choose not to have it anymore, like, how is the removal process? Maybe we'll have an episode about that and we'll like have somebody on who has tattoos and they can tell us all about that yeah. stuff that I want to learn. Well, yeah. I have one one inch by two inch tattoo now, so clearly I'm an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so I also watched this movie that I really, really liked on Netflix called His House. Pretty recent movie. It was released last year. It's a horror movie. So, I mean, if you don't like horror movies, it's not for you. Wait, I have a question. Is it like a thriller horror or is it just a jump scare? It is like a, a horror movie and that it has like the jump scares it has in your face things but it also has a lot of like a pretty deep emotional story and a lot of elements of them dealing with the psychological trauma of their experience it's great i really enjoyed it one of the lead actresses so like it focuses on a married couple um and the wife is played by wunmi mosaku who is yeah she plays ruby in lovecraft country that's where i know her from matt smith is also in this yeah, Matt Smith is in the um, in his house. He's like a, a more minor role, but yeah, he's wow. good in it as well. I know him as Doctor Who. He's been in a bunch of stuff too, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, the director of this movie is, this is his first movie. The director's name is Remy Weeks. Is Remy Weeks also Nigerian? I don't know. I looked through the cast. There are a lot of Nigerians in this. Shout out to Remy Weeks. If you have any projects you'd like to, I don't know, cast me for, let me know. I'll be very happy to come. I have my COVID vaccine. I will come meet you and we can get this work. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, I was over here scouring the bottom of the internet looking for content to consume the whole last week. There's honestly, if I find anything, I'll let you know. But I, I sometimes think. Hmm, will he like this? I don't <laughs> will know. I, will I just insult you and say your taste is trash for recommended? <laughs> no, that's happening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but what I did watch was Let Them All Talk featuring Meryl Streep. It was very disappointing. And it's one of the few times I've seen a Meryl Streep feature that I was like, wow, they let me down. They let me down. So Meryl Streep, if you are listening to this podcast... Next time you pick a project, watch the final product. And if it's not good, tell them to scrap <laughs> the whole thing. Cancel it. Honestly, it's, it, it wasn't good. By the way, Remy Weeks is Nigerian. I Googled him. <laughs> I, I saw that <laughs> cast and I was like, Nigerians do this thing where if one gets on it, black people do it too. If you come on, you put all your own on. You don't leave anybody behind. But if it is a UK production, oftentimes it's a small cast of Nigerians, so they will know oh, each see. other, you know? So it's much easier to have everyone on the same project because there's only so many Nigerians. And so in terms of diversity casting, you will know a lot mm. of them. I But I, I the, the one part I will disagree with that, you said UK, there's only so many Nigerians. <laughs> the whole UK is Nigeria part <laughs> two. <laughs> Anybody who ever left the the country of Nigeria between the years of 1960 when the oppression oppression quote-unquote ended all the way up to 1990s they all went to UK that was it so on today's episode we'll be discussing breakups and rejection and 
I actually almost called this episode Late Nights and Heartbreak after the Hannah Williams song, which was sampled on 444, the title track on Jay-Z's album, but I didn't. <laughs> and for those of you who listened to the last episode, you realize that this is a natural progression from our discussion about Valentine's Day romance <laughs> last week. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't um, tell by us cackling at the end of the podcast last time when we introduced the right? topic. <laughs> Let's talk about romance and then smack it with breakups. I suppose we should start with the acknowledgement that most people have experienced breakups and or rejection, but almost nobody admits their own contribution to the demise of their relationships. Clearly, somebody's lying. If everybody's like, oh, I have exes and all my exes are trash and I'm the good person, like, you're somebody's ex too, so you're you're trash. <laughs> have you ever been rejected? Me? He said, me? <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> on my watch (laughs) (laughs) let me let me rephrase who from personal experience you know it's different because you're dating on the app grinder so it's the rejection rate it's much faster so it's not like you're going to the bar and you're meeting someone and they just ignore the ignore you and it's just kind of this awkward moment where you have to like walk away everything's really at a distance because it's digital now Mm. so like how the rejection is happening feels a lot different i do see what you're saying Huh. So yes, I have been rejected, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, well, I guess there's still time for someone else, you know, like it's a much different pace than it was, you know, a few generations ago where you were living in one town and there's one person next to you and your options were slim. Mm-hmm. You get rejected and you're like, okay, well, I have 20 minutes before bedtime, like I can, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I can make it work. <laughs> there, there's time for more. Um, exactly. Okay. So yes, I have been. <laughs> I haven't really. I was thinking about this question, and I was like, this is not because I'm so successful. This is because, like, (laughs) no, this is because I'm way too emotionally guarded and, like, don't put myself out there. If I'm not 500% sure, I will just, I'll just, like, nope, like, (laughs) not putting myself out there. Right. I think most people are like that. It's it's only fair. It's easier to be guarded online. It's easier to be guarded when you're not exactly dealing with it face-to-face. We don't exactly develop the coping mechanisms to deal with rejection because we're dealing with it in a different way than a few generations past, Mm -hmm. so we don't exactly have experience. But what I was going to say is the thing that people do that I I disagree with, I don't like, and you just alluded that you might have done that, is when people hedge, no, look, I hate this. (laughs) I'm not mincing words. This is the worst thing anybody can do in dating. If you are interested in someone but you choose not to express your interest in that person because you're waiting to confirm if they like you first, then the game is afoot because that person mm-hmm. may be doing the exact same thing and you're doing this, oh, do they, do they not, should I make? No, I don't, I think oh, yeah. people should just, with your chest, come out, say it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, next. Because like, yeah. otherwise, you're, you're doing this, this. You think it's so cut and dry, it's but not... it really isn't. Most people like uh, to I cling. Cut, I cut it and I, I sun dry <laughs> it. I put it in the dryer and I make sure it is crisp. Mama, look, I'm extremely impatient. If it's not expedient and efficient, I don't see <laughs> if the If it's not point. high impact, cut it's it not, out. If it's not high impact, <laughs> cut. No, but that, that's what I feel, right? I, I have been rejected plenty of times, specifically, and I think having to do with the way that I've just described that I approach it right I come out with my chest I say it and I'm like this is what it is so there's no there's no middle Mm -hmm. ground of dancing and the the games to try to figure out are we doing this or not like I got things to do and if it's a no no hard feelings I'm gonna get back to what I was doing everyone's gonna take it personally oh I take it personally too are you serious like you know that nonsense that Michelle says when they go low mama we are rolling in the dirt 
we are rolling in the mud. <laughs> like, <laughs> if there is rejection in any of that, there is animosity. We can have it out. The bridges <laughs> the bridge have been burned. Look, ashes. <laughs> that rejection thing, where people try to be like, oh, but no, 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 no. Now I'm being flippant about that, obviously. Like, there are scenarios where... From personal experience, it was always a text. That's what I've gotten. In terms of breakups? It's never been, yeah, it's never been, like, in-person type of, like, sit down or we're going to have a meal and talk about it and see if we can reconcile differences. No, the differences are unreconcilable, and the text was just a severance package. Not a severance. You know, <laughs> we regret to inform you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And nicely worded. Exactly. It was never any sort of situation where you could negotiate. No, it's all gone. Right. It's done. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. But for those of you listening, yes, I like to be expedient and I don't like the game, but I'm also not cold hearted. I don't think you are. No. I think if you were, you would also play games. But, you know, like there's levels. Yeah, to I don't. Yeah. And that's the thing. And the reason why I do this is because I don't want anybody in return to waste my time. So I don't waste theirs. It's just, it's it's respecting. just either this is a this or this is a that. Like, let's, let's keep it stepping and be cordial while we're at it. Not cordial. <laughs> Everyone's like, manners. We don't have that. But like, people always think the first half is if you're rejected, how do you accept it? But I think to go a step further, right? If you are rejected, the hardest part is harboring that unrequited love and having to... Rem That's the first part. Like, harboring the unrequited love if you can't get over it quickly that part sucks and if you have been friends with the person that you made the move on and they rejected you if you choose to remain friends with that person that's tricky and then if you choose to not remain friends with that person you also have to go through the struggle of losing that friend and if it's somebody you really care about uh... no so there's a saying you know you never poop where you eat <laughs> <laughs> so like there are certain things you just don't do you know the consequences <laughs> if you're gonna be playing that game there are gonna be consequences if you're gonna risk it you said don't shit on the dining table <laughs> like of course i understand you know you can't love who you love but you can't help who love you love english work. motherfucker do you speak it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> But I'm saying you can't you can't exactly control it. But at the same time, there are consequences. Right. You have to play the game, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And what do you do after? Do you go back to normal? There is no going back. You know the thing is though, because I I understand that most people are unable to compartmentalize stuff and kind of think about it outside their own perspective most people can't but but this is what i'm saying if practically speaking these are the things about this friendship that i enjoy these are the things that i don't think would work in a relationship setting yes if you'd like to try the relationship i wouldn't so let's bench that but the core of our relationship was friendship first people should be able to practically go back to that but again i understand what you're saying people can't and especially the the person who was rejected is the one who has to carry the majority of that weight if that friendship does continue. So maybe if you shoot your shot with somebody you've been friends with and it doesn't work out, burn that bridge. <laughs> Set fire to it. <laughs> you heard it here first in the Big Empty Purse podcast. We are giving you life advice. If you shoot your shot with a friend and it doesn't work out, stop being friends with them. Just stop. <laughs>
Well, you've seen the movies. It doesn't always work. You know, like there's always the whole lingering moments of what if, what if that person changes their minds? Or like I've had people try to like seduce me. I'm thinking it's the seduction isn't working. So clearly the rejection isn't what works. <laughs> the seduction isn't working. Not Michelle Visage's girl group. <laughs> that didn't work either. <laughs> She's going to read you for this. I know, if she listens to those podcasts. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? So following on the heels of that, how would you reject someone if you had to? So I've learned with rejecting people, and it took me a long time to learn this and get better at it, but you have to be very clear and firm with your commitment to it. None of the wishy-washy, like, uh, I don't think, maybe, not really now. Especially with straight men, because straight men cannot take a hint to save their lives. And even when you do say, I am not interested in you, please stop pursuing me. They're like, all right, the game is on. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, yeah. like being clear and and not leading the person on or making them unsure. Just if it's not going to happen, let them move on. And as somebody who has <laughs> ample experience being rejected, I love this. You have to let me know it's not working and it's not going to work so I can skedaddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's nothing worse than wasting someone's time because you say, oh, you know, I, I'm going to be studying abroad for three months, so maybe not now is a good time. So the person is thinking, oh, maybe I should wait three months and try again. And then you try again. They're like, I'm back, but um, no. Yeah. Say <laughs> what you mean. And I think people do that because people want to continue to be well-liked and they don't want to seem mm -hmm. like a terrible person. But I, I think it's worse to waste somebody's time. Why are people hesitant to admit the roles that they play in ruining their own relationships? There has to be a good and bad. You know, there has to be this sort of like winner and loser of this whole thing. I mean, at the same time, if you have a relationship and the person you're talking about is somehow villainized, I've questioning your judgment. Yeah, no, I think people don't like to, if they admit it, they have to work on it and address it in their next relationship. And it's much, much easier to just shit on that person and move on with their life. Right. Not that I haven't been this friend because you need the friends right after a breakup who are like, he ain't shit, fuck him. Like, he was trash, which is like, that's an important step of the getting over a breakup, but you got to move past that eventually and sort of look at it with a cooler head. Cause like, I'm really not that friend. I'm going to tell you exactly what I thought. And if you yeah. made a mistake, I'll tell you. More people need that friend. Yeah. Unless, unless I agree with you that the person you're canceling needs to be canceled, in which case... I will even shit on that person harder than you. I think everybody has to um, own up to fess up to their own shit. Like, this is why it didn't work. And these are the things that I, I, I did terribly or could have done better. But I think it's easier to remain friends with people you break up with if you have that cooler head mindset where you're like, oh, see, it's never going to work anymore. But here are the things that you fucked up and here are the things that I fucked up. But let's still be cool mm -hmm. about it, though. It depends if, like, the relationship is what I would call it pragmatic and it says that, like, if the person you were dating still operates in your life and can help you some way, you will I try to maintain I don't like that. that relationship. I don't like that. I that's mean, a like, user's mindset. I'm sorry. I'm just going to cut you off. Like, you, that's a user <laughs> mindset. You don't keep people around because of what you have to gain from them. If it's done and you have, like, even if you have stuff to gain from them, take that loss and keep it stepping. I don't. You know people, people are. People are going to be like, what can I get from you? 
well, the laundry list is long. I don't like that. I do not like that. People stay in toxic friendships, relationship, or whatever, because if, if, if it's the end, it's the end. Don't keep them around because, oh, let's be friends because you can give me rides and I don't have a car yet. <laughs> I had to cut you off because I do not agree with that mindset and I will fight anybody. I've seen it too many times. It's one of the key things why some things don't die when they should. So what are the top reasons that relationships fail? Either there is a lack of funds because it's expensive to keep living with other people. To keep living? Relationships they require money. <laughs> Just expensive to keep living. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily living with someone, but like coexisting in someone's life. It requires money. I mean, people talk about, oh, you know, you can have a relationship with no money. I'm thinking, where? How? <laughs> you know that. See, look, when you take those um, dating quizzes, and if somebody <laughs> you want to date takes that quiz, and their love language is act of sacrifice, <laughs> block and delete. Mama, <laughs> if your love language is act of sacrifice, I am not acting or sacrificing. <laughs> I am not doing those. We are deleting. Well, I have a theory, though. I think that people, if their you know, love language is actually sacrifice, their targets are people who like to use people. And they always seem to end up together somehow. I hope they're happy together. At least that. Because if you're being used and you feel happy, I suppose, and the usation is not completely tanking your situation then go ahead like say for instance somebody using jeff bezos like you can use him for the next 500 years and not finish spending his money so <laughs> go ahead use putting into context a man with his um wealth does not end up used like that he's a user in a professional setting true but what i'm saying is that like in terms of people who tend to have a lot of wealth if you won the lottery for instance a million dollars but you mm. are like the, you know you are like the mother teresa of people of course you're going to be giving your money out and you're going to attract yeah. a lot of people who seem to want that type of thing I see what and you will feel good about it but if you're the person to pinch every penny like that character scrooge right <laughs> he didn't fall ass backwards into his pile of wealth he actually accumulated it step by step bit by bit mile by mile so he's very shrewd about how he got his money so he's not out here letting people roll on him to get that money because he struggled hard mm -hmm. to get it yeah i see what you're saying people get weird about money even when like even when both parties have money especially when relationships start to get into it can you start to feel like you have control and opinions over other people's money and there's like some validity to it and some not and it, it gets messy it gets really messy if you're from two different socioeconomic backgrounds you most often can't reconcile the choices that some other some of your partner is making because you're thinking he seems to be wasting his money on xyz i can never do that and oh you just can't God. abide by it and if you're living together and you're trying to balance the books together and it's not balancing because you guys have two different perspectives on money it won't work yeah it gets worse when you accumulate things together and ownership becomes very dicey at some point you you both have to be yeah. walking in the same direction for the relationship to make sense and if i see that yeah. it's starting to be a problem and i can suggest oh maybe we shouldn't and you don't like i'll try to like make you see it different ways so you can understand the importance and if you still don't see it go bankrupt yourself all the because at the end of the day i'm going to keep killing myself to get to the next step and if we're together i have to keep funneling into your shit no I think be, I mean, nobody wants to do the hard work. I don't, even I don't want to do the hard work. But I keep thinking to myself. The hard work does us. <laughs> yeah. It does <laughs> us. If you don't do the hard work today, you'll do it tomorrow. And the longer you have to do that hard work, the more painful it is. So if you're going to suffer, consolidate your suffering. <laughs> consolidate your suffering. It's not worth suffering forever. Yeah. And I keep thinking, if I live long enough and this stress doesn't kill me, 
at some point i'll actually honestly and this is the thing maybe i'm like playing myself and i could just drop dead after i've done all the heavy lifting no but this is the thing right do you understand what i'm saying if i do I've, i get it if i've lived all this mm -hmm. time just trying to make it such that oh at this point in my life when i've done all of these things then I can start truly being happy and focusing on other things that I enjoy. I could have done all the heavy lifting on the up, then I just dropped it. Who have I served? There was a scene, there was a scene in, um, what is it, what is it now? There's this cop show, I can't remember what the cop show was called, but essentially there was a car crash and this woman had an accident and what they realized that she was rushing to get home to celebrate this big event that never actually happened because she was working too hard. Right. You know, she never got to experience any sort of celebration because she was never given the time to actually rest and experience anything positive about it you know how it is you you go back like on your old school stuff or whatever or your old accomplishments so to speak and be like oh wow i did that and i did that and i did that but at the time when it was happening i was like it happened and i was on to the next it happened i was on to the next it happened and i was on to the next so i look back and mm -hmm. like on paper it looks like i it's great what i but you didn't I'm feel like, anything i feel nothing nothing yeah mm -hmm. i relate to that so christy sorry back to you christy what are the top reasons relationships fail i mean the obvious one i think is poor communication like around any of these things like a lot of things getting messy with money is people just not being able to clearly communicate why you're spending your money this way and like this is what's bothering me about it and like this is an okay compromise well people get on touchy subjects and avoid it instead of just facing it and you face it and sometimes the result is it's not gonna work and you break up but sometimes you face it and you're like like, okay, now I understand where you're coming from. Like not trusting your partner. That's a big one. And that snowballs. If something happens to break that trust, it's like any little thing that happens will oh, just sort of just piles on. Piles on. Um, there are some people who start to get into a relationship and they just like pour everything into that like they stop seeing their friends they stop doing the normal things they do i mean that's like high school stuff though i see right. so many people still do it like but then some people they're like oh you don't have time for me then that's not you're not interested and it's not a matter of not interested it's like i got i got my own life like <laughs> for me that's like if i know that you're going to be that clingy clearly we're just not compatible from the gets because i won't give you attention mm -hmm. like that i will let you sit there and deal with it on your own mm -hmm. call me we'll talk don't call me don't that's just the tea. I don't have the time to <laughs> handhold all the time. If I'm handholding you, how am I handholding myself? Like I just can't be spread so thin. I don't. I don't know if this is part of growing up, but everybody <laughs> wants that. Honestly, a lot of people want that deep, self-sacrificial romance where you just mm -hmm. fall all the way in. And oh yeah, people romanticize it. It's like not healthy. But I'm like, no, no, no. I'm. I'm a very like, I'm sure whoever's listened to any of our episodes have realized I'm the one who's like, if it doesn't make sense, I think the point mm -hmm. that I'm trying to make is everybody assumes that a relationship is made up of two halves. No, mama. You come whole, I come whole. Mm -hmm. And we put it together so we can make something better than... I mean, theoretically, that's how mm -hmm. it's supposed to work, but we always understand that everyone growing up, adulting is really dealing with unpacking our own trauma. But, mm -hmm. but, the, but the thing that's is, people the want the kind of relationship <laughs> where they want the other person to... Uh, to give them all the attention, give them all the time, sacrifice for me. Why won't you love me? Why won't you sacrifice me? All that nonsense. If that's how it was so beautiful, I guess if people romanticize love in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of weird ways in terms of how they expect it to be. And so they live through that rose-colored lens of how romantic things are. I'm thinking, no, you're paying a lot for this experience. And it's not really giving you a lot. You're paying a lot for this experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like... Realistically speaking, we're not all like enjoying the moment as you know, as you as you when you step back from it. Mm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's true. How would you like someone to break up with you? Severance if- package. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been broken up with once. I'm almost always the breaker upper. But I guess there's less ways I'd like to be broken up with than ways that please don't break up with me like this. And it's not even the like text or things that I mind as much. It's like if you do it in a really public place, if you do it when we're going to be stuck together for the next two days. Camping. Um... Oh God. So I had this, um, I put this in, (laughs) I put this in here once in college. I had a, these two friends who were a couple come to stay at my house for a long weekend and they broke up the first night they were there. They stayed the whole time and they stayed together. But this, uh, so this couple that, that stayed and broke up in my house and then stayed there awkwardly all weekend, um, actually ended up back together and they just bought a house together in Brooklyn and they're engaged. So I guess maybe it can work out. Maybe it can. I'm happy for them. Good, good for them. But don't break up at the beginning of a weekend when you are staying in someone else's house. (laughs) But the other thing is, um, when people do it in a very oh. public place, I, I don't like that either. I had a friend. He had he was dating someone who was older. And by older, that person was like 34 at the time. And this was like some five years ago. And we thought, that was older. God, look at us now. Anyway, so <laughs> this person broke up with him at their favorite restaurant. And he left to go to his car because he couldn't hold his emotional person. He couldn't hold the emotions in. And he literally got to the door of the restaurant that had glass windows all around and his knees just buckled and he fell to the floor crying and i was like (laughs) wow i was and then he called me and he called this is the part that i'm laughing he (laughs) called me i was like motherfucker you need to get your ass up and get to your car he like he would call calling me for emotional support do you know who i am Um, shoulders. yeah no so (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So don't do it in a public place. I think being a public place, and especially in a place that holds a dear memory for each of you individually, you ruined it at that point. You've ruined it. You can yeah. never eat at the restaurant. Like no, nothing. <laughs> don't don't and don't do it on a mm-hmm. on the person's birthday or so. Like be considerate. Yeah, right. That's not compassionate. I find that that at that point is just like wow, you're controlling the situation to the point where whatever happens next is really just for your benefit. Right. So you're breaking them, breaking up with them at their favorite restaurant. You did this on purpose. You knew they were never going to come yeah. back here. This mm-hmm. is you, like, stamping out their heart and just, like, you know, throwing salt on the wound and everything. Like, it's, you know, the worst way. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Don't do not do that. Please don't do that. Although occasionally it ends up, here, I'll just, like, put myself on blast for a minute. If I'm planning on breaking up with someone and trying to be respectful and, like, do it in a, you know, the best way I can. But sometimes, like, a confrontation happens and it's sort of out of your control. And it's not like you're going to be like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then, like, one day later be like, no, it actually wasn't. I was just waiting for the right time. <laughs> um. No, but this is this is the thing. Um, I do There's never the right time, though. It's, no, it's, it's never, the, it's right never the right time, but sometimes it's the wrong time. <laughs> and with the with it response mm-hmm. to the thing where um, if you're having an argument and everybody's heated and upset, I say this. If I'm in the middle of a heated argument, I will say I'm too angry such that if I say anything, I cannot take it back. So right now I'm going to mm-hmm. leave. And when I come back, we're going to discuss it. You need to cool off your shit, though. Yeah. And I've done <laughs> that before. By the way, what's your favorite breakup song? Oh, I don't have those. People talk about, oh, you know. I listen to this music when I'm sad. It's always a sad. What do you mean? There's a regular day? (laughs) (laughs) 
sense. I'm like the opposite. I like never listen to sad music. I'm like, I generate enough sadness with like my daily life and thoughts. Like, you generate I'll enough just sadness. listen to it's, it's, it's coming from within. <laughs> the calls from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite breakup song, Illuminate? My, I have a few. And the thing is, but that's just that's just because. I grew up on R&B music, and of course I have the range. When I when Neo's um, So Sick came out so many, many years ago, I had never been broken up with at that point, and I was feeling all those lyrics. And of course, Tony Bra- But the thing is, I feel like Not a Tony lot of Braxton. these- some of these some of these exactly some of these songs are actually not breakup songs they are heartbreak songs but say for instance tony braxton's unbreak my heart is a heartbreak song but her another sad love song is a breakup song if that makes like i don't know if Mm. that makes sense like there there is a difference um and then of course there's adele's rolling in the deep look there are others on this list right there's akon's lonely whitney houston's where do broken hearts go jojo's leave gotcha is somebody that i used to know but my favorite heartbreak song of all time oh my god is adele's rolling in the deep oh let me tell you something yeah it's very petty it's very aggressive it's very (laughs) angry and i feel that have you you guys remember that music video? First of all, I think Adele has some of the best music videos, period. If you watch her music video, oh. <laughs> we can talk we can have an episode about Adele, but I'll just put the snippet about in. About Adele. Um, Adele's music videos are so perfect. Whoever she partners with to do her music videos are great. A lot of artists do the thing where when they start a song, they have highs and lows and they temper it. And they put the highs usually in the middle or at the front of the end and they put the lows in the middle or they, they switch it up. Adele wrote Rolling in the Deep, started high, stayed high the entire time and ended high. It's an aggressive song. And if you look at the music video, the music video is done such that you actually, the visuals cue you into the emotion she was when she wrote the song. Say for instance, a part of the music video is just like a whole bunch of glass cups that are just stacked with a whole bunch of water on a wood floor and the wood floor is beating. And every time the wood floor beats, the ripples in each glass cup is videoed. And there's a cement wall that they keep throwing dishes glass dishes and they just shatter every time they hit the wall and then she's sitting in this chair in this position that you know she means what she's saying and that video you watch it if you weren't angry when you started watching that video when you're done watching that video you're about to bust the window out your excess cars you go i key their car (laughs) cut their tires spray paint their house (laughs) throw toilet paper rolls on their trees you're about to go ham and that's why i like that song call to war it's petty. That's what it is. It's a call to war. Adele's um, Rolling in the Deep is my favorite breakup song. How about you? <laughs> uh, so, so when I thought about this, actually, have either of you seen the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Love, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. But she, like, I mean, a Such lot a of the show is about. The whole show is just, like, expanding on that and the like how it comes to be but there's i mean it's all original music it's like a musical tv show and there's like so many songs about like the different stages so i just put like i just put the titles in here also because they're great i'm in a sexy french depression uh (laughs) that's that's a mood (laughs) that is a mood um you stupid bitch that's the like i'm blaming myself for it it was a shit show let's generalize about men uh, Tell Me I'm Okay Patrick is about like talking to the delivery driver bringing her food when she's like in the middle of a depression <laughs> like he's talking to Patrick 
<laughs> and then a uh, fuck ton of cats, which is just like she's given up entirely <laughs> on relationship. It's just like it's got the the whole range. Let's generalize about men is my jam though. You know what you can generalize about men as a yes. whole <laughs> trash. Don't play trash. Like I'm saying that being a member like I am <laughs> one with the trash. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so how do friends of couples pick sides when there's a breakup? I mean, personally, for me, I usually hear them both out. Because if we're friends with both of them, I hear, I hear them both out. But normally, I'm not. So my sister is always right. That's just a tea. The person's got to go. I mean, I will give her her own advice and telling her what she messed up. But in terms of, like, picking sides, I'm always defending her cause. And even she can be wrong, but I'm still defending her. Yeah, I feel like if you were friends, like, with one of them first... It's a little easier. You just, like, go with the original one. Loyalty. Yeah. Which, like, that sucks if the other one ends up being better. But, like, I feel like you stick with the original one. <laughs> I feel like you stick with the original one. If you became friends with the couple while they were a couple, I feel like I've seen this play out more as, like, a friend group sort of decides who to stick with. But yeah, like, especially if it's a really like, bad breakup and, like, those people are not going to coexist together and it's, like, you were part of sort of a group of people that did things, it's, like, like now we can only... That's a rough situation. My philosophy <laughs> is, if I like... If I, if I like only one person in that relationship that just split, obviously the choice is easy. But if I like both people, I'm staying friends with both of you. And whichever one of you forces me to pick first is the first one I kick out. Ooh. That's the T. Yeah. Yeah. It's I not my that... fault you broke up. I wasn't in your house. I didn't break you up. Like, maybe I did break you up, depending on if I had something to do with it. But, like, even if I did break you up, that's not my problem. If I like you both equally and I'm fine being friends with both of you and you're individually fine being friends with me, yeah, no, I'm not picking. I mean, at the same time, at the same, if I was thinking of a, a scenario where I was friends with both of them... They, they, we could coexist as friends and them not meet each other. I could be perfectly fine with that. Right, mm. yeah. But, yeah, there, there are nuances to this. I, don't I mean, it, the... it could be a conflict of interest, but... Well. Oh, yeah, no. The thing is, don't tell me anything that you don't want your, your the other person to know. Or if you do, <laughs> yeah. tell me not to tell them. But either way, I'm not keeping your secrets. Like, I will, I will be like, mm -hmm. let me tell you what they told me not to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Like, right. You can't oh. be so bipartisan about it. That situation just gives me like hashtag trauma flashbacks to being like a child of divorce where you're like hang out with one parent and the other and they just like shit talk the other one. It's like you have to be sort of weirdly in this like middle diplomat role like Ooh, didn't even <laughs> were think you not about ready that. for the trauma? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm always ready for the trauma. I just didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I mean, it can get messy that way. I can understand the, the conflicts that I guess lines. And having, I mean, mm -hmm. choosing your own parents doesn't mess you. Should exes remain friends? Yeah. If you break, if you like, um, break up amicably, which always is what I would want, then yes, I definitely agree that they should remain friends. It is, I mean, the end of a relationship doesn't mean the end of knowing that person. They're not dead to you. But if they are dead to you, then, you know, it's different. But how many relationships end in that kind of a dumpster fire where you never want to speak their name? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, 
I'm going to put myself on blast again. I'm just going to stay quiet for this segment. Go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I know you're, <laughs> you're sitting here with this like, oh my God, this is so healthy. I'm like, <laughs> like I think I'm just toxic. <laughs> it was like healthy behavior, <laughs> being amicably broken up with. I'm sorry. Who? I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> I'm burning that bridge. Oh, I'm setting the whole thing on fire. I'm sorry. I'm petty. Like I said, when they go low, we yes. are rolling in the mud. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I have exes that I'm like friendly with. Like we're not like it was an amicable breakup, and like if I see them, it's still like, oh, how are you? Like nice to see you. But like I don't have any that I'm like friends, friends with still. And I have ones that will never speak to me again. So yeah, it's like I still take a step back. Yeah. yeah. I think unless the reason for the breakup is superficial, like boring sex, which I think. <gasps> Could be that's not superficial that's personal yeah <laughs> <laughs> excuse me what Super- two minutes that's it <laughs> unresolved trauma i can deal with but boring sex <laughs> <laughs> you see people wish they had that problem people wish they had that problem people wish right. that was how bad it was well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, in terms of, like, if the issue is not something like boring sex, which as soon as you break up, that issue ceases to be an issue because unless you're fucking mm. that person still as friends, which you could be, I suppose. There's no... That's a very convenient thing. Whatever the case <laughs> is, right, whatever the issues are, they will bleed into the friendship afterwards. And if you could understand them... Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, why why are you going to stay friends with them? Is, is it because, look, well, there's a threshold? Like, if, if I only hang out with you as a friend, like, once a week... Just being with you seven days a week in a relationship, like I can handle your bullshit one day a week, so I'll stay friends with you. But like the seven uh, days is what's too much. Like, what's the threshold to handle people like that? I mean, if the money problems stop on one day, one 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 day a week, well. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Are they are they only wasting the money gambling on fifty dollars at the casino one day, or if you're with them, they're spending your money too? You know what I mean? Like, if you're not with them anymore, mm-hmm. let them spend their money. You can still be friends with them, but you're not. Mm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, but the last situation that ended, Richard knows about this. This motherfucker <laughs> invited me for dinner at his place. He invited me for dinner <laughs> at his place. This is what I mean, right? Like, I live in my head a lot. I overthink things. I kind of like, like, but I'm usually not wrong. If I can draw a through line through what I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And I, I, I'm also, I feel like I'm self-aware enough to like look and be like, does it really make sense? And I'm like, yeah. If somebody invites you over for dinner and then they put on Insecure or show you and they ask you, so where do you see this going? <laughs> Let me explain to you how my brain works, right? If somebody likes you and they want that to continue, they'll start by saying, I really like you and I would like to spend more time with you. Um, do you, yeah, they'll start by saying how they feel. When they ask you how you feel first, it's because they're trying to gauge the temperature of, you know what I mean? To lay something down. And as soon as he asked, I was like, I've been fired ah. before, so yes, I know. <laughs> I've been fired before. Um, I haven't. But um, yeah, so I was, I was like, watch, knock on wood. The, I, I, I automatically knew what was happening. So, but of course, because I'm not a punk ass bitch, I said, I said, okay, I'll answer it. But he was like, no, 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 well, I, I can answer it first. I'm like, no, 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 you asked it. So I will answer first because I don't want you to answer first. And then you think that I tempered my reaction based off of what you said. I'm going to say what I said with my full chest and you're going to know that I meant it. So I said, actually, I enjoy spending time with you. I like you a lot and I would enjoy 
continuing to do that. And he said, well, I just don't. And I was like, spit it out. If this is going to end, you have to tell me so I can leave right now. My car, my car is right here. Yeah. I can go. <laughs> um, and he was like, um, I just don't. And this is the thing, right? When they start to pussyfoot, which is what I hate. Like, don't be a fucking coward now. Say it like you mean it. And they were like, um, I just don't see how it could work. And they went on all the rants. They literally like read my life for filth. They're like, you have really strong opinions and um, so, 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 and so, which nothing you said was a lie. Everything you said was absolute <laughs> cut and dry truth. But the thing is, who I am, the moment you meet me, is who I am the rest of the time. So all of this shit, you could have done, been done with me a month and a half ago. <laughs> Nothing's changed. But the part that really got me was he said, I just don't like your personality. <laughs> and then after, that's the part that I was Excuse like, you <laughs> motherfucker. Excuse me? And he was like, I just don't like your personality. I was like, work. I'm going to leave now. And he was, was like, oh, so what happened? <laughs> it was unnecessary. He was like, so where do we go from here? Up. <laughs> where do I we was go like, from here? Me? Yeah. From here? Home. <laughs> Mama. Home. Yeah. And I, I, I think go. he was just trying to be like, oh, maybe we could still be friends. And I was like, first of all, two things. With this personality? If we have to be friends... Yeah, my personality is not going to change, right? But the other thing is, like, clearly, I've answered your question the way you asked it. I said I want to spend more time with you, right? Now, the thing is, if you hate my guts, then technically, the ball's in your court. You have to decide how much of my shitty personality you want to put up with for even a friendship to work. That's one. And two, my personality is actually not going to change. So that's it. That really oh is God. it. Because he was like, oh, yeah, let's be friends. Like, he invited me back later. And of course, because you know I'm petty, right? I'm fucking petty. I could have stayed my ass home and not gone. I got dressed. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going. So I got there and I sat there and I was like, yes, you summoned me. (laughs) (laughs) And this motherfucker, he said, it's just that I felt bad about how everything came out last time. And I kind of just wanted to, again, pussy funny. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, go ahead. I have time. And then he basically, this is the thing. He thought he was tempering what he said before, but he just doubled down and repeated everything. And in the middle of him talking, I just grabbed my coat and I'm like, see, I'm going to leave now. Do not contact me anymore. What ended up happening was all the times we're hanging out, like because I can't work technology, I just give him my credit card. I, I like saw charges <laughs> on my credit card, like from Uber Eats. And I was like, I don't even have an Uber Eats account. I have DoorDash. Like, where did these come from? So I call Uber, like hooping and hollering, saying, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And they were like, oh, somebody has authorized on your card and i was like what the fuck has authorization on my card like it's my card so whoever has authorization knows that it's my card so can you tell me the person who has and they told me his name and i was like this motherfucker not him spending my money (laughs) so i sent him a text and i was like i'm sure you didn't realize it but you actually ordered food on my account so when you get a chance delete my info from your uber eats because i'm not going to call my credit card company to order a whole brand new credit card that's going to get here in two weeks no you delete my shit, motherfucker. <laughs> and he was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's right. just as bad as like, using someone's Netflix account. It's just a little worse because he's actually spending your money. Yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah. Initiating <laughs> the charge. I don't think yeah. I like his personality. I don't even know him. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, didn't, I didn't come out of left field like swinging though or anything. I was just like, I'm mm-hmm. going to go. He was one of those people who was like very kumbaya, planet is Hawaiian. That kind of bullshit, which, like, I let people, I'm trying to let people be who they are. Like, but I'm like, if you want something to happen, you can't sit there and wish and hope and put it in your journal and your vision board. You have to fucking put it. 
Oh yeah, he was one of those. He was one of those burn sage in the apartment. All that nonsense, very Not calm, relaxing. So... And I was like, let me explain something to you. If you want something to happen, nothing is fortuitous. It doesn't happen by coincidence or by chance. You put your foot on that gas pedal and you get it to happen. Whatever it is that you must do to make it come about. But like he was one of those calm, cool, which I guess is kind of why I like people who are calmer than me because I'm a high stress person. I can't be with yes, another high stress person. That. We will drive each other mad. Moving on. Do you think it's a good idea for people to get back together if they've broken up? I, I don't know. I have opinions and I'm curious if you all have different opinions because like I've seen it work out where people like break up and then get back together and it's fine. But I've seen way more often like really toxic relationships where people like break up and get back together and break up and get back together. And it's like mm. they break up the first time and because like they have good friends, we tell them like we tell them about the person like you now you know how we feel about that person and then they right. like get right back into it. So I will say about that is, if the reason you broke up is something that cannot change or cannot be fixed, don't get back together. Mm -hmm. If the reason you're breaking up is because this person has a motorcycle and they drive the motorcycle recklessly and you think that the motorcycle is going to one day kill them and you're scared of that and that's why you're breaking up, the day they sell that motorcycle and get a responsible four-door sedan, like I don't I don't believe yeah. people fundamentally this is my my philosophy people do not change fundamentally who you are at the core of you are because you are made up of your experiences total what you can do is you can have more experiences that force you to adjust but once that pressure that forced you to adjust goes away you revert back to who mm. and if you want them to keep that adjustment for the rest of their life that pressure has to be there for the rest yeah. of their life. The moment that pressure goes away, they're reverting. I mean, there's a whole like philosophy behind addiction and you saying that you're always an addict, but you're just sober right now. So you're proving my hmm. point. I am, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying that in terms of external circumstances, there are more. There's, there's more control over it than you think. I, I don't believe people should get back together if they've been broken up, unless the fundamental reason why they're broken up, if that's not resolved, don't get back together. If it is resolved, give it another go. I um, guess sometimes people break up just like with life circumstances. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody has a job where they just don't have the time to build a relationship or something like there are. Or if, if, if they live in, I don't know, some place that's far away and then now they got a job that's closer <laughs> to you fortuitously, not because they were chasing or anything. Now like they just happen to right. live. Or maybe yeah. <laughs> you guys both leave whoever you were, you, lo you lose touch, and then some for some reason you guys end up in a completely different place altogether. Life is crazy like that. Yeah, and then you're like, oh yeah. my god, you live here now too? Wow, long time no see. And then maybe give it a go, you know what I mean? Um, because that, that mm -hmm. issue just resolved itself. You can actually give it another go. How do you deal with the logistics of breaking up while sharing a lease? <laughs> this one is tricky. Richard. You don't, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I've, seen it, I've seen it one way where, of course, you know, when plans break up with someone, it just kind of like the differences in the personalities just reach the threshold clearly. And mm -hmm. they just had to realize this isn't working, but we have a year lease together. And it's not like these people are rich, so they're not like gonna you know, just like one person buys them out of the lease and they leave. Right. They have this whole life together that they've built and it's now a process of dismantling, physically and also emotionally too, right? So without that distance, it's hard to really reconcile that problem because most people I think oftentimes when they're breaking up with someone and they need that distance to deal with whatever is happening in it. So you can't exactly be dealing, you can't exactly be even dealing with the trauma of war while also in a, in a war zone. So yeah, no, it is very hard. I definitely think that communication and patience is key. And you also, I think you need a mediator. You can't, you can't exactly do it two to mm -hmm. two. 
you need a third party to deal with stuff. If even 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 if it means like someone coming in and literally taking out some of the stuff out of the apartment so that it's not so intense. Like what if the relationship is abusive? But I feel like the longer people are in relationships, the more logistical breaking up is always emotionally difficult. And then the longer you're together, the more logistically difficult it becomes. Like you're sharing a lease or like you don't own a couch and they do, or like, you know, you're on their insurance or like something like this. <laughs> like If we are, if me and whoever lives together and we're in a relationship, both our names are going on that lease. And I'm not fighting about mm -hmm. this. This is just how it has to happen because the day anything goes, I need to be able to have 50% of a say in whether or not I want to break this lease and move or whether or not I want to, you know, say for instance, if one person has the lease and the other person is just pretty much a tenant, even though they're paying half the rent or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. If they break up and the person who holds the lease just happens to love that apartment and they want to continue to stay there, then the other person is one who has to leave. And if that person doesn't want to break the lease, that person is, the other person is stuck. Because there's common law here, if you're with someone for more than three years, I think, where they recognize the relationship as not a married couple, but like in terms of like ownership. So you still have some claims to certain things. California is the same way. It's a common law state. But I, I think hmm. either way, I, I just, which I think, which is why they did that, because it just becomes like a whole mess. I think that anybody who had, look, this is the part I would give advice in the podcast. If you live with a significant other, figure out a way to put your name on that lease. You want to have a say at the end, if anything goes wrong. And for whatever reason, you want to be able to decide, okay, we're terminating this list. Let's both cough up half the money to terminate it because I don't want to, you know, or that per that way you have a, a legal ground to say, you're no, you're paying me out because I own half this lease too. Or like if you, if you buy the couch and they buy, I don't know, the blender. The TV. Uh, the, t <laughs> the TV, right. <laughs> Everybody needs to, I don't debate anything with anybody, if, especially if I have roommates, I am buying everything. I don't care yeah. if it costs me more money. I don't care. Of course you are. Because, yeah. and that's the thing, at the end, when everybody has to decide what's what and who owns what, I don't want the debate. I prefer to buy everything. We're not debating who owns what. <laughs> when, you, when it's time for you to go, just leave. You're not taking anything because you didn't, I'm going to make sure you don't bring anything. And if there's something, oh, let's buy this. Okay, that's okay. Here's my credit card. We're buying it. It's mine. <laughs> and that, that I just I prefer it that way because I, I don't like the the trusting bit yeah no <laughs> because that's that's kind of what it is though it's, it's kind of what yeah builds yeah. I mean I have trust issues like this is not an epiphany for me we all do like we're not I know we're mine is <laughs> highlighted I'm not I'm not messing with that because I I have seen how bad it can get and I don't want any chance to be that it's gonna be no I'm not I'm not dealing with that um, I mean, the last thing people want to say is they, oh, you know, I'm not like that. And then they end up being like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> it's just like that. Look, I, and as a, as, a, as, a, as a rule of law, my peace of mind matters more to me than my money. So if it's a problem that money can solve, signing a check. And I don't have any money. I'm a broke-ass bitch. But yeah. <laughs> I'm signing a check. Signing. <laughs> You're fitting Post it into the budget sheet. Advanced. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> honestly. Honestly. Because, I mean... If, if the issue is that we're going to break this lease, but it's going to cost an extra two grand to break the lease so we can both go our separate ways, in terms of my peace of mind, mm. worth way more than 2K. I'm paying that. I'm paying that. <laughs> you don't have to pay me half. You don't have to. Dis no, no, no. I'll just put that and you get the fuck out. So that concludes our discussion about breakups and rejection. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. We had such a blast. So, Richard. Where can people follow you? Preferably at your physical address. My physical address, Dad. Yeah. Come to Canada. 
Um, if they're wanting to follow me, you can go on the forum Tamlet. That's my Instagram. I also have a website called grandtrick.com where I post all my random things that I think is interesting to me, mostly my art and photography. Oh, are you waiting for me to be shady? Because I'm not. No, this is it. Like, I'm, okay. I'm late. I've said my piece. Thank you so much for joining us again. We really did have a great time. It was good. Thanks to our listeners for joining us. You can follow our good friend Richard, and you can also follow our podcast at Big Empty Purse on Twitter and Instagram. Tweet us, message us, tell us your breakup stories, disagree with the advice we gave. We don't care. <laughs> And on next week's episode, we'll be talking about exercise. So until next time, peace.